Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, it's our food show. We're talking about the abrupt closure of Necromancer Brewing, some new food festivals and beer releases elsewhere. Plus, we're approaching the return of a summertime Pittsburgh institution. It's Leap Day, February 29th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. I'm with CityCast Francesca DeBecco for one of our favorite days of the week. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, it is. And today is an extra day, leap day. Mm-hmm. So yep. let's do something special. Are you doing special. anything special with yours? <laughs> um, well, joining you and talking about food, I think, is a really fun way to spend <laughs> the extra day. <laughs> That's Francesca's definition of special now. Yes. Uh, we'll kick us off. What is the best thing that you have eaten this week? Mm, well, I had Black Radish Kitchen catered for an event, and it was so good. I've been following them for a while um, and finally had the chance to get some of their goodies. Don't sleep on their dips and homemade focaccia. It was amazing. Um, And also they have really fun snacks like um, rosemary popcorn. So Mm -hmm. it's great to feed a crowd. Yes, we were very grateful that you had an event catered because the CityCast team got to swoop in with all the leftovers. Yes. Um, Chef Kate Romaine over there does fantastic things. Um, I I wanted to say, I had it all ready. I wanted to say Girl Scout cookies was my number one, but I haven't gotten them yet. Oh, no. (laughs) My neighbor girls came by, but we weren't home, so I haven't actually picked them up. It is the season, though, so very soon. I think my favorite thing I've had recently, um, which is a little, it, this sounds weird, but we went to Ala Familia for a family gathering. Yeah. Um, and they have fantastic pasta, great desserts, like the food. Family style. Yeah, spectacular. But the thing that actually blew me away was the salad, which oh. sounds a little odd, but it was like a perfect blend of like bright, acidic dressing and like um, dried fruits and nuts. It was just really tasty. And then gorgonzola on the side, if that's your thing. Ooh. They were, I, I just thought it was so good. And olives, mm. and I'm you still need thinking that about it. To balance the pasta. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> that sounds awesome. So let's get into it. Not to start off with a downer, but one big piece of food news is that Necromancer Brewing closed down. That was in Ross Township. Mm-hmm. And this story starts on February 13th. They posted on Facebook about how they were closing down for a bit because they had an issue with their liquor license, so they weren't able to sell any beer. But then Necromancer posts on their Instagram page, um, I guess about a week ago now, saying that they were done permanently. Um, yeah. That, yeah and that means their second spot in Greenfield, um, Midnight Whistler Pub, isn't yep. going to happen either. Yeah. But since neither of the social posts shared a ton of info about why they're closing, we asked our newest CityCast Pittsburgh member, Owen Gabby, who's on the sales side of our team, uh, but he also covers the city's beer scene pretty well. So he pointed us in the right direction for some statements from folks in the industry. Yeah. So the owner of Necromancer uh, talked with uh, this outlet called Breweries in PA. Uh, The owner's name is Ben Butler. And he said that the licensing issue wasn't the reason for closing, that it came down to money. Huh. Doesn't it always come down to money? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, At the end of the article, there was this note about Ben's quote getting updated. Producer Sophia Lowe uh, wisely jumped into the Wayback Machine to pull up (laughs) his original statement. um, And he came down very hard on the government. Um, I'll read it to you. It says, quote, 
The government and municipalities of PA hate breweries, although it wasn't the reason for our closure. My God, do they make it hard. Breweries pay taxes on literally breathing. And as you might have seen recently in Pittsburgh, they get told to stop operating without any temporary authority to operate to address state concerns, end quote. Well, I guess I really didn't know uh, the behind the scenes of what happens with local breweries here and all the laws. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm not sure about this. What's your reaction, Megan? Yeah, I mean, I'm empathetic for the guy. Like, I don't own a brewery. I don't know those kinds of stresses, right? Um, right. But something about the sentiment kind of seems weird to me. Um, like, yes, we're Pennsylvanians. We are going to be taxed, of course. Um, right. But it seems like it's in the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board's interest. So that's the state entity that controls all of our licensing. Um it's in their best interest to help these businesses um, so that they can make money for themselves and also for the state of Pennsylvania. Right. Um, Sophia also found this tweet from uh, somebody with the Hitchhiker Brewing, um, Andy Kwiatkowski. I hope that's correct. He put this thought out there. Um, we'll link to the full tweet because it is a little long. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just like this part. I think it kind of speaks to the experience. It said, quote, do you know how bad you have to mess up for the government to say, no, we don't want your tax money. They want wow. it and they will help you, uh, which I think is just interesting to hear another brewery person be like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. There's two sides to this. I mean, in every situation, it's a bummer. Necromancer was a really popular spot. They had so many cool events, um, the Queer Beer Club. Yeah, they f- they fit a niche that was really, really neat. Um, it was great to have them in that space and like representing the North Hills, but also like their commitment to LGBTQ um, plus community and allyship was just like second to none in this area. It was really, yeah. really cool to see. But in terms of their liquor license, if you're curious about it, all of that information is public. So you can look it up for yourself. Yeah, it's really neat how the state has it. Um, It's one of the few things you can look up on your own (laughs) from like a database. (laughs) Um, On the PLCB's website, um, you can see when a brewery has been issued a license, when it expires. Um, I'm not sure how often they update it, uh, but it says Necromancer's last license, issued license, was January 2023 and that it expired at the end of last year. I don't know if that's related, but I just thought it was interesting to see. Hmm. Bummer. Well, regardless, I feel for the brewers who are out of a job. And Mindy's Take and Bake, that was in Sharpsburg and Polskalaska took over their location. Mindy's Take and Bake was supposed to be a part of Necromancer's second location. So I wonder what they're planning to do next. Yeah. Um, moving on just a little bit. Uh, it's not all bad news for beer drinkers here in Pittsburgh. Um, spring drinks are starting to drop, uh, yes. including one from a favorite of ours, East End Brewing Company um, and their neighborhood series, You Are Here. Yeah, they're releasing the Highland Park beer. They've been doing this since 2019, where beers are named after different neighborhoods. This is the 84th beer in this collection. Uh, they haven't released exact like tasting notes yet, but it's a Belgian double. Is that how you say it? I don't drink <laughs> yeah. beer. <laughs> you do a great job. Uh, yeah, there's a party tomorrow to celebrate. So Friday, March 1st, um, from 5 to 8 p.m. at Food Glorious Food, uh, which is a bakery and cafe, um, obviously in Highland Park, because where else would you celebrate neighborhood beer? Yeah. And they're so close to the finish line. Like we said, 84. Uh, So we heard they're planning a big end of series celebration, too. So once that gets beyond the rumor stage, we'll let Jins know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This neighborhood series has been such a cool project. And of course, we know that we can get truly fantastic brews in every corner of the city. So it's cool to kind of show that thought process off. 
And if you haven't listened, go back and check out our episode with Executive Director of the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild, Mel Larrick. She shares how you can use their brewery passport to track your favorites and get prizes. So that's really fun. Also, make sure you check their website. She said that they update it whenever there are openings and closings, which is very relevant right now. Yeah, very, very much so. Um, But one more local drink news I want to share. Megan, we mentioned earlier, it's Girl Scout cookie season. Yes. Yes, and I saw that Wiggle Whiskey is doing cookie flights. Wait, like beer paired with cookies or beer flavor beer f- flavored by with inspired by cookies? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> well, not beer because it's Wiggle. So, um, oh, oh my gosh, yes, you're right. <laughs> that's okay. Um, so it's all of your favorites, you know, Thin Mints. That's my personal favorite. Tagalong Samoas, and they are paired with Wiggles. Uh, you know, different liquor. They have their PA straight bourbon, their coffee liqueur, ready to drink bourbon, old fashioned, and barrel rusted gin. So. The thought is, is that they're like being intentional about pairing which cookies, you know, taste good with these. Um, Really, it's a fun thing. And it all supports um, local Western PA troops. So got to support our Girl Scouts. I absolutely love this. Um, And also, their ready-to-drink cocktails are fantastic. Uh, Can't recommend enough. The show today is brought to you by an incredible local resource, AIDS Free Pittsburgh, and their pledge to end the HIV AIDS epidemic in Allegheny County by 2030. If that is a cause that is close to your heart, make sure you're around for their biggest event of the summer, the sixth annual Too Hot for July. It is a party, but it is also a chance to get confidential HIV and STI testing for free, plus info on the incredible preventative medicines we have now to keep yins happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th. Yes, July is in the name, but the event is in May. Don't get confused. May 30th from 4 to 10 p.m. There will be DJ sets, a health fair and marketplace, a ballroom-inspired dance battle, cash bar, food trucks, and more. Plus, a performance by Tony Award winner Alex Newell, a.k.a. Unique, from Glee. This is all thanks to True Tea Pittsburgh and so many folks doing the good work out here in the community. So do not miss out. Learn more at TooHotForJuly.com. So let's hit some more restaurant openings. Uh, I mentioned that it's my birthday season in yesterday's episode. Yes. Uh, and one of my favorite gifts from the world is not only more sunlight, but I forgot to mention uh, it's also that weekend is the opening of Paige's Dairy Mart. Oh, yeah. That's March 8th, uh, your birthday weekend. Yes. Um, are you planning to go? Not for opening day. Those lines are too much, at, at least in the very early going. Yeah, it can be a bit hectic, you know, when Pittsburgh comes alive again in the springtime. Um, But when you go, um, do you have a favorite flavor? Honestly, I don't go to Pages that often. Do you? Um, Well, I don't do the best with dairy, but (laughs) I recently realized that they actually have their own oat milk ice cream. So I have to try it. Um, But if if dairy wasn't an issue, I would be going for maybe the pistachio. Black raspberry is one of my favorites. And I always love a coffee ice cream. So whoever is listening and out there, go get one of those for me. Paige's menu kind of overwhelms me. I don't know if uh, folks listening have ever stood there. Um, It is truly a Pittsburgh experience. I take every out-of-towner there. Um, 
It's like you eat ice cream under this drippy, kind of gross-looking bridge surrounded by, <laughs> like, in the summer, thousands of dead and alive lanternflies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then this, like, smell of cheeseburger and ice cream and that, like, metallic dust that sort of floats off of the railroad next door. <laughs> it's just, like, it's a very specific piece of Pittsburgh Americana. I love it. It's truly an iconic Pittsburgh experience. Yeah. Um, and if you're an ice cream stand here in Pittsburgh, Pages is usually the high watermark around these parts. So uh, it's always good news when they open because it means all these other little shops are going to start opening now through Memorial Day. Um, and it just feels so good to finally be on the backside of Pittsburgh winter. I agree. It's like I can finally feel the vitamin D like coming back <laughs> into my body. <laughs> Francesca's had a few mental health walks this week and it's yeah. really helped. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but as we are recording this, we just got some very exciting news. Uh, I see you scrolling over there. Is this a live look at the uh, CityCast Pittsburgh inbox? <laughs> yes, yes. What um, are we hearing? Are you ready? I'm so excited. I don't see you smile like that. Like, I do see you smile constantly, but not like this. What's up? <laughs> so the Novo Asian Food Hall is finally what? opening at oh the terminal gosh. tomorrow. Tomorrow? What kind of notice is that? <laughs> I shouldn't be telling everyone because then it'll be really crowded. But no, no, we have to do this service. If you've been listening, you know, I've been excited about this for a while. I've been like commenting on their Instagram saying, let me in. <laughs> I really want to go. Um, so the press release says that it is uh, from Korean delicacies to Vietnamese street food. There's something to tempt every palate. I'm scrolling through here. Uh, Megan, you should open up the inbox too and, oh, yeah, and take a look. Um, and here are the vendors. There's a bunch, but I'll share a couple. There's Sumi's Cakery, which is actually based in Squirrel Hill. That's a Korean bakery. Um, they have fresh baked breads, pastries, and cakes with flavors like strawberry and green tea. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. Um, <laughs> Tichana, which is uh, boba tea and ramen. So it kind of celebrates the art of tea making alongside that comforting bowl. Um, there's also Korean Garden 2, Kung Fu Chicken, Tan Lak Vien, a Vietnamese spot. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, now we know where our next CityCast group hang is going to be. Uh, I guess back to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so as far as other openings are concerned, this isn't completely new, but the doorstop in Dormont just reopened under new ownership. It's a diner, so lots of breakfast options, pancakes, omelets, a bunch of sandwiches. It's it's a classic locally. I remember going with my grandma. She's from Beachview. Um, have you been before, Megan? Nope, just heard of it. I mean, lots of times uh, over the years. Did they say why they changed ownership? Yeah, the owners, uh, Justin and Jennifer, they posted on Facebook and they explained that after eight and a half years of running this restaurant, they wanted to move on to something else. Uh, the menu's not going to change, though. So if you're a big fan and that's your weekend brunch spot, you can still expect the same goodies. You know, I'm, I pulled up the post. Um, we hyperlink behind the scenes sometimes yeah. for each other. <laughs> we love a link. <laughs> uh, it says that they've got exciting changes coming along the way. I wonder if that does mean like new menu stuff. I don't know. Maybe. Whatever it is, sign me up. Um, so that's a, a fun neighborhood spot uh, to continue supporting. Um, and there's one more opening that's been on my radar, kind of relevant to the Asian food hall we just talked about. But there's going to be a new Korean French bakery in East Liberty uh, yes, called Tu Le Jour. Yeah, y'all have been talking about that for a while. 
Yeah, you guys talked about it uh, with Owen on the last food roundup uh, because it was supposed to open on February 22nd, but their Instagram post says it's now TBD. So I'm sad, but at least I have the Asian food hall to fill that void. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Um, Is there anything specifically that you are craving? Owen and I tried to do justice to Sophia's recommendations uh, when we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but we didn't get to yours. Oh, I mean, all of it, honestly, I can't, I just, I want to try it all. I love red bean buns. So definitely those. There's also a purple sweet potato loaf that looks amazing. If not delicious, it is just beautiful because it's purple. Um, (laughs) And I can't wait to buy the cakes for all of the occasions. Um, They call them cloud cakes. So I imagine they're really fluffy and moist. And um, there's some interesting flavors like green tea, strawberry lychee, and earl gray. So definitely marking that down for all of my birthdays in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, our whole team is definitely excited about that. Um, If you didn't hear anything, let us know. We are counting on someone to let us know when this one sets a new opening date. So, Francesca, one of the many services you provide in the Hey Pittsburgh newsletter is that you have a food section. Yes. Um, so if you don't follow both products, first of all, please fix that. Uh, but second, <laughs> our food podcast is on Thursdays and our food newsletter is on Fridays. Um, and since you are doing all of this work anyway to try to like round it all up for folks, um, you also sometimes get a sense of like bigger trends that are floating through Pittsburgh. Yes. And one that I've been noticing recently is all of these food events and new festivals coming to Pittsburgh in the next few months. So I want to talk about it now to make sure folks have time to plan and get their tickets. This is very exciting. Um, I feel like we've had more festival misses than hits in the last uh, Mm. year or so for me personally, just because I can never arrive early um, and a lot of the good stuff is gone by then. You know, Um, you got a point. (laughs) So I'll try to plan ahead better in 2024. Um, Tell me what you got. Yeah, so the first event is Sweet Alchemy's Sweet Horror, and that's on March 24th out in New Kensington. Horror sounds a little Halloween-ish. What's horrific about it? (laughs) So this is an art and food event that's all based around spookiness. So there's a mix of food vendors, all vegan, plus artists, and all of the art is horror-inspired. I guess a fun fact with this is that the art is also vegan. So no leather or animal products could be used in the artwork. You know, it has never once occurred to me that art could be non-vegan. So thank you. Now I know what Wikipedia black hole I'm going to be falling into later. (laughs) Well, it's going to be at Voodoo Brewing in New Kensington from noon to three. So I feel like Voodoo will do them justice. Yeah, that's a solid choice. Um, Switching gears just a little bit. uh, There is a brand new Jewish food festival happening this year. called Big Nosh. Tell me about it. Yes, this is a cool one. It'll be from April 7th to April 9th, and it's being organized by our friends over at the Pittsburgh Jewish Chronicle. Pulling up the website you sent me, um, I guess it's a fundraiser. A slight aside, I am not sure how I feel about an established journalism outlet needing a food festival to help pay the bills, Um, but I guess we are all out here doing our best hustle. Yeah, can't blame them, honestly. Uh, I guess that's a good reminder. Uh, You can become a member of CityCast Pittsburgh at (laughs) membership.citycast.fm. If you want to support local journalism, go to this Jewish food festival and also become a CityCast Pittsburgh member. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're all just doing our best out here. Um, 
But big nosh, uh, the food is going to be kosher. Um, there's also vegetarian, vegan, and gluten-free options, um, plus art and music. Yeah, and that's all going to take place at Congregation Beth Shalom. That's in Squirrel Hill at the corner of Beacon Street and Shady Avenue. If you don't have time to stop in, they're doing takeout too. So next up, Dessert Wars. Uh, this one's new to me. Sort of conjures like Food Network vibes. I Yeah, it feels like something you would uh, watch on the Food Network. Um, this is going to be at the Convention Center downtown on April 27th from 3 to 7 p.m. You'll need to buy a ticket to enter. Those are $50. I think it could be worth it if you're a dessert person because you get samples from over 50 vendors. Yeah, it looks like this is a national thing, too. Do we know who's coming yet? I guess I don't know my local pastry chefs as well as I could. Um, like, is it for locals or will folks be coming in from out of town? Well, I think locals are invited to attend. I couldn't find a full list of their vendors yet, but if we spot one, we'll update you. Um, but if you do go, you get to vote on all of your favorites. The categories are cookies, donuts, cupcakes, and ice cream. So it is a sugar high kind of day. Mm -hmm. I see miscellaneous here, too. That feels like a, you know, bonus surprise me kind of category. Looking forward to yeah. that one. Um, what's the war part? Is it just like the voting thing? Yeah. So after the voting, winners will move on to a Dessert Wars National Championship in Charlotte later this year. That'll be on October 19th. So you kind of get to be a part of that. Uh, you know, who wins? A foot soldier, if you will. Um, yeah. Someone send us a vendor list so we can plot our course. Um, and then the last thing I know you wanted to talk about, Francesca, is a new event from VegFest, one of your favorite events all year long. Yes. Um, not shocking to see here another vegan event. Yes. Um, I am so excited about VegFair. Um, it's in addition to VegFest. Oh, cool. So this is just like a second sooner thing. VegFest is usually at the end of summer. So this is coming in May. Am I seeing that right? Yeah. So VegFair is a party marking VegFest's 10th anniversary. <laughs> They're throwing the Shindig in Rockwell Park on May 4th. Um, there will be music, shopping, yoga demos, more family-friendly fun. Um, and if you have a business and you want to be a part of it, uh, applications to be a vendor is open now. So you can apply on VegFest's website. Uh, VegFest was not even a planned event for us last year. Um, we did a conversation on the podcast kind of letting folks know what to expect. Um, but then all of us actually showed up and saw each other throughout the course of the day. Poor Sophia uh, had just started with the team and definitely gave us the eyes of like, I don't know you yet. I know we're coworkers, <laughs> but please don't bother me on my off time. It was great. <laughs> well, VegFest is a great way to, you know, welcome you to the Berg, to the team. It was really fun. Um, at this Veg Fair, I hope Black Cat Pizza will be there because we've been trying to get their pies for a while. You have that's been high on your list. We also got that recommendation um, on our best pizza episode um, from the journalist who joined us, uh, Dan Tellerico. Um, Black Cat was high on his list, too. Um, well, some of these food festivals I know are months away, um, but let's talk about this weekend. Uh, Francesca, for you, where might we see a city caster um, this Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yes. If the weather is nice, I'd love to check out Sharpsburg's First Friday. It's when the whole neighborhood comes together for art shows, music, food trucks, and more fun stuff. Um, so that is always a great thing to start the month with. And then we asked executive producer Mary Lee Williams, and she said that she will be at the symphony. 
Producer Sophia Lowe wants to go thrifting. There's a fill-a-bag fundraiser sale at Easton Community Thrift on Friday. Um, Owen, who's behind the scenes um, in our sales staff, he said he's going to see Dune in theaters. Um, And for me, I found an old-school bowling alley up north for a little birthday hang. The lady on the phone was very funny. She gave me a whole rundown. Paper scoring, no bumper pads. Um, Should be a real time. I'm excited. (laughs) I love that for you. And as always, be sure to subscribe to the Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. We've got events for your whole weekend. Plan mm-hmm. out all your fun um, and, you know, events all week long. So be sure to subscribe and uh, go and get out in the Berg. Yeah. Francesca, thank you so much. Thanks, Megan. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're liking what you hear, please write us a nice review. I know people say that on every podcast all the time, but it really does help. And it's a nice way to show the CityCast team that you care. We might even read yours on the show if it's funny or constructive. Uh, We really like the ones that make us laugh. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. It's a fart event. A fart and food event.